Hi, this is Jeff Steele again. Today we're reading Matthew chapter 5, verses 13 through 26. This is Jesus teaching. He says, You are the salt of the earth. But what good is salt if it has lost its flavor? Can you make it salty again? It will be thrown out and trampled underfoot as worthless. You are the light of the world, like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. Instead, the lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see so that everyone will praise your heavenly Father. Don't misunderstand why I have come. I did not come to abolish the law of Moses or the writings of the prophets. No, I came to accomplish their purpose. I tell you the truth, until heaven and earth disappear, not even the smallest detail of God's law will disappear until its purpose is achieved. So if you ignore the least commandment and teach others to do the same, you will be called the least in the kingdom of heaven. But anyone who obeys God's laws and teaches them will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. But I warn you, unless your righteousness is better than the righteousness of the teachers of religious law and the Pharisees, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. You have heard that your ancestors were told you must not murder. If you commit murder, you are subject to judgment. But I say, if you are even angry with someone, you are subject to judgment. If you call someone an idiot, you are in danger of being brought before the court. And if you curse someone, you are in danger of the fires of hell. So if you are presenting a sacrifice on the altar in the temple and you suddenly remember that someone has something against you, leave your sacrifice there at the altar. Go and be reconciled to that person. Then come and offer your sacrifice to God. When you are on your way to the court with your adversary, settle your differences quickly. Otherwise, your accuser may hand you over to the judge who will hand you over to an officer and you will be thrown into prison. And if that happens, you surely won't be free again until you have paid the last penny. So I'm a big picture kind of a thinker. That's just the way the world makes sense to me. So whenever I read a text, I'm usually looking for the big picture or the common thread that ties the whole thing together. I would really like for everything that I do to be united under one grand meta narrative. Now, that is not always possible, at least not in any great detail. Um, sometimes the best I can do is come up with a really generalized statement. And even then, sometimes when I'm reading a text, I would have to kind of overlook certain parts of the text in order to fit that generalized statement. Um, certainly the Bible as a whole is one grand meta narrative, but then there are smaller themes within the different books. There are different styles. There are different teachings. Um, they all support the grander story though. Now, in this case, what we have are some teachings of Jesus really on a couple of different themes. Um, and, and I'm reading 13 to through 26 just because that's how we've grouped them together for today's reading, not because that's you know, necessarily a single chunk you know, of the scripture. Your Bible, when you read it, um, will break up teachings like this under different headings. But it's not like Jesus stopped uh, in the middle of his teaching and prefaced any of these sections by saying, okay, now I'm going to talk about salt and light, or okay, now a few words about the law. Um, I doubt that he had an outline in front of him. I doubt he had bullet points of items that he wanted to cover in his uh, teaching. So as I'm reading this this morning, I'm thinking um, as I'm, you know, trying to get my head around a big picture here of what Jesus is teaching about. I'm thinking about the way that the things that we do matter. If I could make an overly generalized category for this entire section of teaching, it would be this. What we do matters. What we do matters. Now, 
that seems somewhat obvious, doesn't it? I mean, uh, maybe it's pretty obvious to us in terms of what we know, um, what we know matters, but I'm not so sure that it is obvious to us in terms of what we actually do, which is maybe the point of what Jesus is driving at. And I wonder which would be better. Is it to know the law or to do the law? We have a few police officers in our faith family. If I were to ask one of them, which would you prefer? Would you prefer that I know the law or that I do the law? Uh, What do you suppose they would say? If I get pulled over and the officer who pulled me over comes up to the window and says, hey, do you know why I pulled you over? And if I say, yes, I do. I was going 55 and a 45 and I rolled through that stop sign. Um, well, that officer is probably not going to say, oh, good. You know what the law is. Okay. Just wanted to make sure you're good to go. Uh, no, (laughs) that's probably not what they're going to say. Um, what they're going to say is, uh, okay, you know what the law is. Now I'm going to give you this written reminder that you should follow it. So in the world that Jesus lived in, everything was about the law. The teachers of the law taught the Old Testament scriptures, and they made sure everyone knew what the laws were. The only problem, actual obedience to the law was really hard to come by, even among the teachers. Knowing the law is great, but Jesus is saying, do you really want to impress? Actually do it. Boy, that would really be something. There was apparently a quality that was lacking uh, among the teachers of the law in that day, and that is actually doing the law. But then we're going to go one step further because Jesus is expanding on the law. The law says murder is bad, right? That's that's what the law says. So make sure you don't murder. Okay, got it. I'm 44 years old. So far, uh, I'm doing pretty good not breaking that law. So I'm good. But then Jesus comes along and says, really? Are you sure? Are you sure you're okay with that? Because um, that also includes anger. How's your anger? How's your judgment? How's your criticism of other people? Do you curse and hate people in your heart? Because if you do... That's actually the same category. Those things matter too. We live in an age where we know we're not supposed to go out and kill the people we disagree with, right? I mean, most, at least most of us know that. But we also think it's perfectly okay to hate. It's perfectly okay to condemn and even to publicly curse the people that we disagree with. It's not always in person. In fact, it's often not in person, but we can do it online so easily, so easily. And I, and I wonder uh, sometimes when I read comments about especially public figures or political figures and, and some of the, uh, you know, cursing um, that goes along with those, uh, those comments. I think that what we do, I think that the posture that we take and the words that come out of our mouths matter. I really do. I think they matter. And, and I think there is room for improvement here. Because the ideal that Jesus is calling us to is to be a light to the world, right? What we're supposed to shine out like a light, according to verse 16, is our good deeds. Not that we go around in an attention-grabbing way. Jesus teaches elsewhere about not calling excessive attention to our good deeds. Hey, hey, everybody, look, I'm about to do something really good here. No, 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 not like that. Um, But at the same time, he's also saying that the things that we do are going to shine out like a light. And so what kind of light is your life showing to the world? 
We definitely want to emphasize belief. We want to believe the right things. We want to know the right things. And so in churches, we talk about that a lot. And we should. Believing who Jesus is and, and what he has done is really essential. And we also know that we have value uh, as children of God apart from what we do, right? We don't earn favor from God by our actions. We're not doing good deeds to appease God. Let's be very clear about that. You don't become more loved or more favored by God based on doing good deeds. God doesn't love you more just because you earn it. That is very, very uh, foundational to understand. And actually, I think that's what Jesus is hinting at when he says, your righteousness actually needs to be better than the teachers of the law. Uh, you can't do that. <laughs> it's, it's an impossible standard that he's setting up. But at the same time, the things that we do also matter. The way that we live should be a light on the hill. It should be something that people can see and will glorify, not glorify you, oh, what a good person that y- you are, but will glorify God. That someone could get to know you and to see you and could say, wow, God is really good. Man, that would be being a light, wouldn't it? So the discussion uh, of this text really leads me to ask a question of myself. What am I doing? Is what I'm doing being a light to the world around me? How am I giving glory to God by what I do? So the question is, what about you? Now, this is not a try harder kind of word, right? Please don't take it as that. Try harder is usually a pretty damaging message because trying harder doesn't tend to work. But let's have a conversation with God about the things we are doing and how we can pursue the things that point more towards him. Let's pray together. God, my prayer is that um, you would call us to do things that are light. Uh, that give light to the world, that in our words, in our actions, in the way that we follow you, that uh, it would just, it would light up a room, not because we're like trying to call attention to it, but, but because how could it not? How could a light not shine? That's what a light does. So God, um, would you call us um, in our words, in our deeds um, to follow you and to give glory to you? Um, yeah. God, help us, to, help us to do the things that you want us to do um, so that the world will see and say, man, God is good. Thank you. In your name, amen.